Okay, Nesmo, we are here on our podcast, Outsource to Profits. And we wanted yeah. to talk about prospecting. It is a Monday morning. So you had some questions around prospecting. Absolutely. The first thing a lot of people ask, what is prospecting? Well, prospecting is the act of opening up a door. Now, prospecting can be defined as opening up a door with an existing customer or a net new customer. Um, now, a lot of times people will naturally think of prospecting as opening up a door with a net new potential customer. Um, that is what the vast majority of companies would hire my company, Pipeline Signals, to help on the education standpoint, on the enablement side, because they are living on their existing customer base for too long and they're not growing their net new customer base. But you can use prospecting where you might sell into enterprise companies and you may have a relationship in a geographic region or in a vertical or in a business unit, but you don't own the wallet share of the whole company. So you're doing what's called cross-selling and upselling into your own customer base, but you're meeting new geographies, new business unit heads, uh, new, new departments, and you're doing deals within your own customer base. Okay, so because we're talking about prospecting and there are a few terms out there, right? Prospecting and lead generation. Can you tell me the difference between first leads and prospects? That's number one question. And then maybe you can talk about the difference between lead generation and prospecting. Sure. Actually, it's, it's a little bit easier if you think through it. The natural way that CRMs, which is Customer Relationship Management Software, thinks about the natural workflow of a sales process. A lead is defined typically at an individual person level. So an ideal customer profile of a particular buyer. So you might sell to the chief marketing officer the head of human resources to the chief operating officer. That is a lead. And that lead might be taking action either inbound, so they're consuming your content, they're on your website, or you've gone outbound uh, to be able to target them to open a door. That lead, that person, makes up a group of decision makers, champions, and influencers inside a company called a buying committee. And typically, once you have that lead, agree to a next step, such as a meeting and bring forth a group of people together on a call called that buying committee, you're typically creating what's called an opportunity. And now your opportunity at an account level is a company. And there's a series of contacts, of people that work there, and some are leads, meaning they are the people that you want to talk to and are part of the buying committee. And then they're just contacts that you might have in your database. But once they've agreed to move towards a next step in which they're evaluating your product or solution or service, you're now in an opportunity. And that opportunity is moving its way either to closed one or closed loss. That's typically how a CRM thinks through the workflow for you. So when it comes to prospecting, you can prospect at an account level, meaning I'm holding a Yeti water bottle here. My goal is to win the Yeti water bottle account or marketing, as an example. 
I need to reach out to many different people, contacts, and turn those leads of those individual people into an opportunity in which a mass amount of people that make up the buying community come to a next step, come to a consensus that they want to bring on my business as a partner, as an example. That's account-based selling. And then some companies don't do account-based selling. They sell to individuals like Get Leverage. Get Leverage uh, does lead generation or prospecting at the individual person level, the founder of a company. That founder could be a one-person company or a hundred-person company. We're not trying to win the whole account. We're trying to win the founder and the CEO as the customer, as an example. So in my company, Pipeline Signals, we do account-based selling, huge, giant corporations in which there are many business units, many geographies. We're trying to wrangle a buying committee. In, in Get Leverage, at this current moment in time, we are attracting the individual founder and the CEO, as an example. Well, I hope that answers some of your questions. It does, it does. So just to simplify, first comes lead, leads turn into prospect, prospect turns into opportunity, and then opportunity converts into client. Did I say it right? Uh, a lead and a prospect can be an interchangeable word. Um, okay. Basically, um, a lead and or a prospect can turn into an opportunity, yes. Okay, so lead or prospect can turn into an opportunity. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, that was that was simple. Can you tell me one, two, or three things probably people miss out when it comes to prospecting? So this can be the basic things, the basic things that people usually miss out. And by people, I mean founders. What are those things? Uh, sorry, to clarify, you uh, the question is, what are some of the key ingredients to attracting the founder in a message? Yeah, that and at the same time, maybe there are people who are prospecting. Maybe there are people who are trying to generate lead or you know get more clients. Let's, in simplest term, people want more clients and that's when they're trying to prospect. What are a few things usually people misunderstand or, or in terms of making mistakes? One, two or three things that you can talk about, yeah. So the first is, you need to win customers. There are two simple sales motions. Like from us, like if I were to simplify a sales process, you either have an inbound motion and or an outbound motion. So an inbound motion means you are attracting, like a lighthouse or a magnet, you are attracting prospects towards you. Now the ways that companies typically do this: content marketing paid media. These are small examples of ways of getting noticed, attracting people, and bringing them towards you. A very important part of the sales process. So as a business owner, you might have a podcast, run webinars, uh, post on social media, run advertisements, Google keywords, search engine optimization. These are details or tactics that make up a broad strategy of an inbound sales motion. The next is an outbound sales motion. And this typically happens when the type of companies that are coming in towards you are either not enough or not large enough and or do not make up the ideal customer profile. So you might have people 
on your website or downloading your information that are individual users of your product, but they're not the decision makers. And they're not of the right size or spend of a company that could help you grow to where you need to go. So you need to develop an outbound motion, meaning you need to sail your boat into the deeper waters and you need to fish for the bigger companies. And this is where you might have an account-based model where you are attracting bigger companies that require you building consensus around a buying committee and so forth. So now you need to develop a outbound sales strategy that has you prospect on a consistent basis that is telling stories, a series of stories that are attracting those prospects to wanting to come to a meeting with you. I think that to answer your question, Nesmul, a lot of founders, and I even made this mistake in both my first two companies, in Sales for Life and Pipeline Signals. In Sales for Life, we built a 100% inbound sales motion. It was amazing, but at scale, it becomes very expensive because the bigger you get, the bigger the companies need to get, the more money you need to put into attracting more and more people towards you. When we started Pipeline Signals, we decided to do the polar opposite of our own strength, and we decided to target an outbound motion only, only to regret wishing a year earlier I had started a balanced inbound approach as well. Now we have both moving, but I lost a year where I should have just started them both at the same time. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to add like two things and maybe you already mentioned one of them. I think a lot of people miss out on the storytelling part. It's really easy to send a message, right? You can just write something, whatever you want. It can be a word, it can be a few sentences and send it. I think people miss out on the part where you need to be able to tell a story, whatever the story is through the message and not just saying, hey, like, hey, I have this thing, do you want to buy it? I think that's where people miss out. That's one. The other thing is follow up. Following up and following up properly. Research shows that you need to be in touch with a person seven times at least. 95% salespeople do not follow up after the second attempt. That's crazy. And by the way, these are not my numbers, not numbers that I'm giving. You can Google uh, and, and, and it gives you the exact uh, figure that I'm talking about. So. I think following up is definitely another key thing that a lot of us miss out on. Like we just say probably hi, and then we probably ask some question and then we forget, oh, when did I send a message to, to this person and when should I send the next month? So yeah, I would, I would definitely talk, you know, mention storytelling and follow up. I think these are important. What do you think? Well, and follow up is broken down into two pieces as well. So there's yeah. follow up okay. on your um, cold, outbound, never mm. spoken to, or it could even be inbound, mm. it's the game to you, but we'll mm. call them cold, meaning you have yet to have had a discovery call with them or a demo and so forth. So as mm. Nesmol mentioned, the, the studies have shown that it's not until, it's like a compounding effect. It's not until message right. seven through 12 in which somebody has seen your name on social media, they've received a message from you, they got a text from you, they got a cold call from you. Now all of a sudden you've planted the seeds of inception, you've got their attention. But there's often founders forget there's something called a pipeline coverage as well, meaning you've now already had a demo, you've already had discovery calls. 
typically you win one out of four, one out of five of these opportunities, meaning you, you have 20 to 25% close win rate. Well, that means that four, you know, for every five meetings you have, one of them you won, what happened to the other four? Yeah. And this happens every week, every month, every quarter, every year, they start to compound. And you have ended up with hundreds of these past opportunities that go nowhere. You lost to primarily the status quo, maybe to a competitor, but you could be nurturing them every week, every month, every quarter, because life changes for them. And it's amazing. We've been doing this at Pipeline Signals and Get Leverage. And last night, a pipeline coverage and a Get Leverage um, past opportunity resurfaced, reached out, you know, told stories, kept them up to date with product innovation. And they were like, listen, things have changed in my business. And I yeah. booked a meeting for two weeks from now. Um, but those are often forgotten. You're so you're so right. And especially the one that you just mentioned, like, you know, somebody surfaced after, I don't know, uh, probably a year or two. I'll give you my uh, own experience that I had today. So just a few. So I had a conversation with this gentleman about three years ago, June 2020. I remember that day because he replied to that email recently. That's why I remember the date. So 2020, which is like about three years ago from now. And throughout the entire time, we stayed in touch. It's not like I kept sending him message every single week. Obviously, I didn't do it. But we stayed in touch. Um, and probably we had conversation after six months or so, every every six months or so. Long and short, recently we met at an event. And he's like, I've been meaning to get in touch with you. I'm really happy that we, uh, you know, we just connected again. I'll send you an email and uh, we'll set up a meeting to uh, explore further. We set up the meeting this morning. I closed the deal. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's a it's the the largest package that I have. So that client probably was taking a smaller uh, plan that I had in 2020, but now he took the the best one or the most expensive one that he thinks is will give him the best value. the The reason I'm mentioning is because he kept watching the videos that I've been publishing on LinkedIn. I kept feeding him without knowing that I kept feeding him information, right? So this is, I think, another thing. And, and recently you shared uh, an article with me where the person was saying, the old way of selling is dead. We cannot just send requests and say, hey, here's what I have. Would you like to buy it? I think, you know, alongside prospecting, if the founder really produces high quality content, it's going to work like magic. I think that's definitely, and this is not what I'm saying, this is what the other person and, and a lot of sales leaders were saying, is that one, prospect, at the same time, establish yourself as the industry um, guru or the industry leader. Show them what you know, that's it. You don't have to come up with something new. Just tell them what you know. So the content creation part, maybe we'll just add value. I know we drifted apart, but uh, uh, from the actual subject, but I really think this, this might help uh, nope, I agree. the people who want prospect. Yeah. Now, last question that I have, we all know the benefits of prospecting and we also know we keep talking about it and we don't do it, right? We keep thinking today I'm going to open my LinkedIn and I'm going to prospect. That day doesn't come. Most of the time we just, we get, busy with all the urgent things. We look at our email and then we start our meetings and 
by the time it's 4 p.m., we're like, okay, I couldn't do it today and I'll do it tomorrow, which I have done for many, many months. And then I had to stop. We have the perfect solution for that, Jamie. Now, what is that? And I'd love to, I'd love for you to just explain a little bit why they should hire Get Leverage for that and not just do it by themselves. Yeah, and I'll do it through kind of situation challenge resolution. Sure. The situation is you as a founder, you you know in your heart of hearts, you are the industry expert, you are the guru. The um, Your social network is filled with prospects, with customers you can upsell and cross-sell. But your big problem, your challenge is time. You know you need to do this, but you can't. Every time you say that it's a top three priority, it gets pushed down to number seven and then number 10 because a, a four alarm fire pops up every day, every week, every month. And so what happens is you look at your pipeline and you get frustrated and you say to yourself, like, like I wish I had more pipeline. You know where it is. You know where the the well to draw upon from is or the the drinking hole. You just don't have the time or the energy to be able to do it. So what we created is something called Digital Prospector, and it's pretty simple. We uh, have offshore talent, business development representative that becomes you, logs in, takes your messaging, your cadence and sequence, your list of prospects or customers, your campaigns. As an example, we're running pipeline coverage campaigns, meaning nurturing our past opportunities. We're trying to open doors with net new customers. We're running multiple campaigns. but they become you, an extension of you. They're engaging up to 50 contacts every single day. That's a thousand a month conversations, a thousand conversations every month. The only thing you need to do is have your Calendly or whatever, you know, meeting booking tool you like to use open and they're opening doors for you. They're reestablishing network connections with customers. They're booking meetings with past customers, whatever it is. And now the thing that you wanted to do can be done. And that's what we created as Digital Prospect. Lovely, Jamie. I really think this will help a lot of people. We talked about the basics. We talked about the benefits. And we talked about the perfect solution that we have for the founders. Anything else that you want to add? And then we can close our podcast for today. No, I think ultimately, uh, as small business owners, you know, pipeline saves lives. Uh, it's take advantage of an opportunity in which you have built up a robust social network and now can leverage it. Thank you, Jamie, for your time. If you're watching this on YouTube, do subscribe and hit the like button. Or if you are listening to this podcast or any other channel, do follow us. Until next time, Jamie, take care.